we're live. Uh, we're here with Cameron. Uh, this is Tommy. Cameron. Yo, yo. Yo. Uh, <laughs> we are in the Alps, in the French Alps, in Morzine. Uh, wonderful rainy day. So we've got five minutes, well, a few more than five minutes to uh, record a podcast. We're going to be talking about skiing as we're in the Alps, and Cameron is a ski instructor. Uh, we're going to be drinking whiskey as we're not driving um, or skiing today. Um, so yeah, we're going to be touching on skiing, training, and wherever the conversation flows. Um, so cheers with the whiskey. Gin, gin. This cheers. is a uh, first drink after a hungover morning. Yeah. And uh, a hungover productive morning. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, um, today, uh, because we're rebels, um, we had a re- we had a rather late night last night of drinking and uh, decided that it was a good idea to go to the gym uh, first thing this morning and when Cameron and I trained together we don't really go easy <laughs> even though we say like let's go easy yeah. we never really do do we yeah um, we said we we're gonna go easy and then yeah. uh, and hashtag chest days every day every day every day is chest day <laughs> glamour muscles always yeah they need muscles at work when, when you're doing cardio still yet to have found the glamour muscles yet though yeah but when, when you know you, we're doing cardio every day uh, skiing you don't need to swap to leg days and that's the one yeah we need to look uh, pretty with our muscles yeah, exactly <laughs> we'll get thinking uh, yeah talking earlier this morning we're saying that we're uh, getting up and uh, just not giving into the inner bitch and going, <laughs> yeah. and going to the gym and being like nah yeah. fuck this I'm gonna this. eat something drink yeah. loads of water go to the gym don't yeah. give in to that hangover beat you yeah. and then uh, yeah now I feel like a little bitch I feel <laughs> fucked <laughs> now, now we need that the inner bitch is taking over definitely you can't gym twice in a day struggling down a whiskey and we've both got a big big can of monster punch energy yeah. drink which is the first time I've drink, drank this probably in I don't know years, a year or so I've yeah. never had it I don't think but um, yeah we certainly need it um, there's uh, possibly going to be some background noise uh, we're doing this in uh, my hotel and it's raining and we've got window open um, but no one really minds um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, now um, I thought we should uh, we should talk a little bit about the hotel and oh, yes. <laughs> going um, back to the 60s and actually, yeah so my hotel is the strangest hotel I've ever been in um, it, it's got it's like a family hotel so it's a double bed and a single bed so I presume for a family with a kid and um, or swinging uh, or swinging yeah <laughs> <laughs> well the way that I looked into it is so her, fr- uh, fr- uh, her fat friend can stay over yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no it's got it's really strange how it's got a shower, it's got a sink area, so, but no toilet. It's a shared toilet with the floor. Communal. A communal yeah. toilet with the floor of the hotel. And I, I thought, how much more effort is it to yeah. put a yeah. toilet in a, in a room? So that's really bizarre. But, and, uh, and it's called Peter Pan. And it's so, called Peter Pan. And yeah. there's Peter Pan memorabilia everywhere yeah that looks like it's all about 30 years old that's been put in on the day when the hotel was built with a great idea of naming yeah. it after fucking peter pan and which is really strange odd. um but yeah it, and i suppose it's very suiting for me because i've never grown up yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the carpets on the walls you can stroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think they put the carpets on the wall so people don't hurt themselves yeah that's it yeah, yeah. but uh yeah it's really 
carpets on the wall it's really odd like really odd decor um a painting of it's not a painting it's like a sculpture of a skier it's not a painting it's not a sculpture it's just really weird so it's one of the oddest hotels i've ever been in yeah um but it's it's got a beautiful view not out my window because it looks like a prison cell <laughs> <laughs> but um it's it's a really nice uh, view from the mountain um, where you see the town um well yeah cam um you want to tell us a little bit about skiing and possibly people that haven't been before what what, what would you say to how mm. would you recommend it and uh, what should people do before coming out skiing uh, because we've noticed a lot of people mm. don't really think that it's required a level of fitness because you're just sliding yeah yeah so, definitely uh, what, what I mean don't get me wrong anyone can ski as uh, to a to a level of degree the one uh, whether you're you're slightly elderly or or any disabilities or anything like that skiing is an amazing sport being able to just do it with any level of of kind of natural sporting ability but uh or without even mm. but um yeah the one of the best things out about skiing is there is loads of uh we call it like adaptive skiing so you can do loads of disability if you've got millions of disabilities like sit skis it's like so yeah skiing with blind people can ski as well i used to do a little bit, little bit of that myself guiding people around doing that yeah but you did that for that. Uh, team gb didn't you uh yes yeah just for one summer with that which is an amazing experience and i'm just put turning my phone off um, yeah, it was a brilliant experience doing that. Learned loads about skiing. Um, yeah, but sorry, going slightly off topic. We can maybe go back to that. But um, we, uh, I'd say the biggest thing with skiing, as you mentioned, with fitness levels, um, people that naturally, what well, my biggest frustration when people turn up as a ski instructor to a skiing lesson is my most of the time you try and relate to. Uh, to different sports of what they've done before and always ask them oh, what sports do you do back in the UK oh, yeah. it's kind of the typical cliche question so you can make your lesson relatable and and yeah. uh, I've, I've had this uh, first hand experience because Cam has taught me and uh, knowing that I'm a big um, Formula One fan and a keen cyclist um, he relates everything to that makes it really simple to understand where sometimes I just think is he taking a piss or you know <laughs> yeah. it, but it's really useful the way that you teach that um, yeah. I don't know if that's unique to you or no no I think it's just uh, something that a lot of instructors do um, mm. I think skiing is something that could be massively overcomplicated by a lot of instructors trying to make themselves sound more intelligent I know I'm not intelligent so I don't <laughs> need to try <laughs> that's why it's funny so yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah you can massively overcomplicate it um, trying to make technical jargon and all this stuff I guess yeah. it's the same in any sport really but if you can relate it to something you know already mm. then it can be a lot simpler but going back to fitness I find that the biggest problem that people find that holds them back in skiing is not natural ability it's not lack of understanding uh, not normally lack of fit of confidence even mm. but because uh, you obviously can't get some nervous people but the biggest thing is lack of fitness is the one thing that can solely stop you skiing um, I've had people that come out and yeah, you could, you just ask them if they've done any sports, but I'm not, and the response is, oh, I'm not really a very sporty person. Mm -hmm, and yeah. they, you've done anything, you've done anything when you're younger. No, no, I've never been really sporty. And you just, you yeah, instantly know it's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah. And they've, they've come away with their partner and they've convinced them into skiing. And you think, well, it is a sport for one. Secondly, it is an extreme sport. Yeah. As lame as that sounds to say it, but it is a dangerous sport. You can injure yourself. 
it takes a lot of muscle strength to to learn how to do it originally it can be tiring mm. but um yeah i've had people that have been quite considerably overweight or quite considerably unfit and it's very difficult to learn when you're in that manner so yeah my biggest advice if you were to go skiing is just go and do it it's fantastic anyone can really do it just have a small level of fitness it doesn't need to be nothing anything massive yeah you don't need to be an athlete yeah, exactly um, you can you, uh, you need to you need to not skip leg days yeah, before yeah. you before you go yeah exactly and uh when i'm saying like skiing is an extreme sport it can be as extreme as you want it to be mm. from you can just cruise around green runs blue runs go from bar to bar and just have a couple of nice glass of wine and join the view which we but have done. exactly <laughs> yeah which is <laughs> Um, or you, yeah, or if you're like Tommy, is a bit of an adrenaline junkie, competitive arsehole, then you yeah. can uh, you can go and do a black run after your first four days and fall over about two hundred times down the black run, but you did it, so claimed it, claimed it. Skiing completed. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, it's true. You can make it as difficult as you want it to be, but that that's my biggest thing. It's, yeah, it's um, this year for me, um, because I was so fearless last year, and I did hurt myself a few times. My ego mostly, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, was, your ego is too big anyway. <laughs> yeah, I needed, I needed uh, uh, toning down. <laughs> um, but yeah, this year I found um, that I, I've been fearless. Uh, this is my second season of skiing, and because um, second week, uh, second week. Yeah, yeah, just so for anyone that doesn't hasn't yeah. listened before. Yeah, so the second week, basically about ten days altogether of skiing, um, and I am. Um, very much a beginner but i throw myself in because uh people that haven't been mm. it's it's very soft to fall mm. um mm. all right you do hurt yourself sometimes if it's icy but you know you're falling on snow it's not it's not yeah. the biggest thing um the number one rule is stay away from the cliffs <laughs> <laughs> no you make it sound terrible yeah there's not really any cliffs i get that there loads yeah, with no, uh no. With people saying we're skiing around and saying, "Oh, I'm really scared about going to the edge of the piste. Uh, it looks like there's a massive drop there, and it can a lot of the time be an optical illusion. If you imagine you're standing back from the edge of a hill yeah. and you're looking towards a hill, it can the the kind of gradient just drops away from you. It can yeah. look really steep, but actually, if you do just slowly go over to the edge, you'll see it's just a natural hill. Pretty much in all skiing resorts, maybe not in Romania no. or some of the, the, yeah, the less ones, infrastructured. Yeah. Uh, resorts, nothing against them. They're wicked to go to. They're super cheap, um, brilliant for drinking and food. If you want to go there, so I would recommend going. I personally haven't been myself just because works obviously keeps me around the European areas. Well, Romania isn't Europe. Yeah, is Romania is yeah. Europe. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. We'll go back to the, the thing of the, the cliffs with any uh, at least in France and Switzerland and Austria and some of the larger ski resorts. All of the the dangerous areas as such, where there's cliffs and things like that, they'll have netting. Yeah, there'll um, be signs around, and uh, so you can't actually ski physically over the no. edge. Even if you lost control, you just go into the netting and get tangled up. <laughs> um, and, and if in yeah. doubt, do what I do, just fall. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's you can always fall in your ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Last year, I had one where um, I couldn't. Um, I, I was just working it out. I think it was my second day or something, mm. and um, I, I couldn't. I could work out how to brake properly. The skis just went for me. <laughs> fuck this I'm going off I'm gonna mm. I, I'm just gonna fall and it will hurt a little bit but I'll be okay um, so yeah it, I no one should take advice from me how to ski <laughs> <laughs> I am a complete moron when it comes to it but I you're just the have... epitome yeah. of a difference between male and women skiers oh yeah, yeah women yeah. their technical understanding and their ability is always pretty well with generally yeah. fantastic yeah. and they ski great they ski yeah. pretty they ski really well yeah 
men tend to turn up and go ah oh, fuck this I can do this <laughs> and I don't need any fucking lessons I'll, work I'll take it a two hour lesson and then just ski around like a dick for the rest of my life yeah, and I'll... just ski at 100 miles per hour and keep yeah. crashing and uh, women tend to ski a little bit more slow a little more gracefully true, and yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty, me, pretty hilarious. For me, uh, Cam knows how to play to my um, manliness and get me to do stupid things. Where he goes, <laughs> "Come on, let's go." It's not even that bad. It's only a black run. So, all right, and uh, I end up falling um, constantly, but I'm grateful because I well, know, I, I then claim uh, credit. So you just reminded me actually. Then going back to what I said before, so Tommy's first black run he actually did with my girlfriend Alex, who was uh, on her first season. Yeah. skiing with that she had skied before um yeah but we uh she hadn't done a black run before so we went over to ski this black run together alex was pretty nervous to do the black run oh i don't think i'm quite ready and i was yeah. like baby you've been skiing for a season you're yeah. more than ready yeah. tommy's been here five days <laughs> so i think that gave us some real confidence or more of a bit like fuck that i'm not letting tommy <laughs> yeah, do it without me doing it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly just because he's a smug prick and we'll never let it go <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah they both did it together and alex went down super timid didn't fall once the whole yeah. way down tommy fell a load of times yeah. and did it and i think that just completely sums up the difference that, Characters, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, she, she skied beautifully, made it, and I was, well, they had to stop many of times to help me find my skis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's it, uh, that, that's the fun of it as well. Um, I found it, it, it's not just your friends that help you out because I had a spectacular fall on Monday um, where I fell halfway down a really steep run and. Um, because it was fresh powder, uh, the skis don't break. They ju- it just went. It was going about 100 miles per hour. I wish I had a tracker on. <laughs> it would have topped my speed for the week. Um, but yeah, the ski just went for me because I'm, I'm just, again, I can't highlight enough how much of a lunatic I am. Uh, but, you know, uh, our friend who uh, used to ski before, uh, Cam's sister, um, she has only been skiing this week and it was mm. her second day on the slopes. Doing yeah. a really difficult run, even though she was a skier, but muscle memory just worked well. She hasn't fallen once, yeah. And I fell on a green, <laughs> 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 you know. It, it, it's um, I, I I just do push really hard and just go. Oh, I want to top my best speed, yeah, uh, yeah. And forget that you know falling um, is not really the way that you should ski. <laughs> <laughs> Gliding down the mountain on your ass is not the best or the, the most. Um, flattering look but yeah we digress um so yeah uh with um wanted to touch on the fitness side because you're obviously very fit uh you work out throughout the year and being mm. um on your feet and skiing mm. for what four months of the year four yeah months december to april it's yeah december to april uh it was skiing what six days a week um six, six seven six, normally seven, yeah. yeah yeah i normally have one day off a week and then uh yeah. Normally that gets booked up again with repeat clients. I'm like, oh, I'll make money while the, while the sunshine, <laughs> yeah. make hay while the sunshine's yeah. now. Um, just always fucking making hay. <laughs> like, yeah, never, never having a fucking day off. <laughs> never having. No. But that's why, you know, summers are uh, important. But uh, you keep fit in the summer as when mm. you come back to UK. Yeah, yeah, we train together. Are, yeah. Um, that's one thing with skiing. I've, I mean, I've, me and Tommy are very keen on that. Uh, we always train legs. Always. A lot for, for, for myself as well. I've had, like, back pains from before. Like, uh, and that's something that's kind of what brought me into the gym. I'm going away slightly, but I'll come back on to going yeah. off on tangent. But yeah, with back pains before, and that's what really got me into the gym. I was strengthening up my back, 
and then the back pains went away with that so I'm always very conscious of training my back and my legs and my glutes which seem to all support everything mm. and uh, for my work in, in the winter so but no matter how much I train through the summer my legs still kill that first <laughs> week of skiing yeah. so yeah when we were talking about getting fit before you go skiing obviously do follow some training programs such as squats mm. deadlifts are super important with skiing um, squats are working triceps obviously you're pushing around your poles everywhere in your lats um, yeah just as much leg exercise you can do obviously really but there's always no matter what you do it seems to hurt the muscles that you don't even know bloody yeah. existed before yeah. it's like, I, I, would, so. I would have thought the best thing to do before is to play squash because squash is amazing yeah, is, uh, for uh, yeah. skiing um, yeah. because you're sort of doing the similar movements mm. um some some uh, runs you'll be on a squat position most of the run really yeah um, yeah pretty much yeah you've yeah. uh you just got to think a lot of the time with skiing you're going from one leg to the other and yeah. most runs especially you're doing similar movements you've been very agile with squash but it's also a really good good kind of training one one to get your hand-eye coordination going quite a lot um is obviously a side kind of benefit from it but also it's with skiing obviously you take your chairlift up and then you pretty much only ski a minute two minutes three minutes depending how fast you are down the run somewhat sometimes half an hour some of extra big ones but you're obviously stopping from time to time through that yeah. so it's very much a high intensity short burst sport mm. yeah. even though you're going all day so it's pretty good to to play squash is a pretty relatable thing towards yeah. it yeah um, squash and weight training i'd say but for, for, any, for anyone that uh, might be put um might feel that they're being put off by mm -hmm. the amount of work that it is mm -hmm. um, to ski um the way they were sold to me is there's a bar at the bottom of every run this <laughs> is <laughs> so true very very true and um yeah. you know no one judges you for starting drinking at 10 in the morning that um, is very true yeah it's uh you know it's the standard thing um it's, it's frowned upon to to just have coffee at uh, on, yeah. <laughs> on the slopes it's just you know who does that um so yeah halves is the rule uh predominantly no one really mm -hmm. has pints um, unless you're a british lad lad uh, lad lads, yeah. lads. <laughs> uh oh, they were doing the one of the bars was doing the big um what do you call them uh, giraffes yeah the, yeah the massive thing where it was a group of english lads who mm. were just topping each other up yeah yeah the giraffes um, yeah. bigger uh, they're like a big tall what oh tap? i had to explain it yeah almost yeah. a big tall bar tap like a a super tall tube that they fill up with beer and it's got a tap on the bottom of yeah. it and it's about eight pints or so yeah in there they share it amongst two lads <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i just think it's a really good way to make your beer go warm and flat and yeah, like, yeah even in the house yeah, it yeah, happens yeah. because the sun um that, that's the other thing as well when the sun comes out it's beautiful and you get a beautiful suntan because mm. the air is so thin and it, it, it reflects off the snow yeah um last year was um was an eye opener for me where mm. uh, we did a couple of topless days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, top, yeah. As, as everyone um, that knows me knows, I'm a bit shy when it comes to. <laughs> when no. it comes to <laughs> no. Every I opportunity. Can't, I can't even finish. Cam, it. Cam, can we take a topless photo? I need to send it to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Gary the Ginger. As if you've listened to the previous episode, you'll know a lot about. Um, we went to the gym the other day and uh, I sent him a topless picture as I do. Uh, <laughs> not gay. Uh, <laughs> hard sell that. Um, but yeah, I sent him a topless picture because the light in the gym was incredible. <laughs> and uh, he takes me back with his top off, with his eight pack. But yeah, that's cute, mate. 
<laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a he, ridiculous specimen, that bloke. He's um, that ginger gene who really has done him favourites. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fat doesn't want to be around him. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, no, that's... Um, uh, Gary's a good friend of ours, um, as much as I abuse him. Um, but yeah, so, to try and... Um, Really, as we're in more as we're in Morzine, um, to um, to cover a few bits about Morzine mm-hmm. and how yeah, yeah. it's not just a ski place, but the, why it's your favorite place because mm. you cycled it, Tour de France, and yeah, then yeah, hardly um, yeah. being a regular thing here. As yeah, well. definitely. So I mean, I've I've been quite fortunate with uh, with my ski instructing and and while I was doing my training traveling around to different resorts because mm. while you're doing your instructor training you have to take the exams in kind of whichever resort the exam's running in and therefore have to travel to resorts to take your exams and so I was quite fortunate to go around to a lot of other nice resorts doing that and all the time while I was going there I was very conscious of just keeping an open mind and comparing the different resorts to different resorts obviously for where I wanted to work in the future once I got my full qualifications but um I just love Morzine, it's fantastic. I used to come here on holidays with my family when I was younger, so that really obviously gave it that kind of homely feel for me. Um, but it's one of the resorts that's living all year round, pretty much. So where it's so close to Geneva, it's only about an hour, an hour and a half drive away from Geneva. Um, obviously, you can fly in from London super close, but loads of people live here and then work in Geneva as well. Um, so that's uh, people that live here all year round truly as, as, as yeah. their, their main residency in comparison to other resorts such as Teen and I might be chatting absolute bullshit here people don't buy my head off if you do yeah, live there all year round just, just my know. opinion yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that people live just purely work there in the winter it's a lot quieter in the summer mm-hmm. and uh, it's not necessarily a full year round resort where people can be here and obviously with it being a seasonal resort you can make really really good mates and people that you've got common in- interest with and make a I guess it's quite similar to being at uni and then suddenly at the end of that season everyone moves away and yeah then you've got to yeah. make a whole new yeah. bunch of friends again and and as Tommy knows I'm not very not very uh, sociable person when it comes to, to making new making mates new and stuff we've got, we've got a quite a close friend group and yeah, yeah we, we, you, yeah. You, you like the people that you know and yeah. you do let in new people but mm. very rarely um, yeah yeah exactly uh, I've, um, lots of friends but few very close friends yeah, yeah family yeah, yeah. No, because it's a small town so you end up getting to know everyone mm. and you end up going to the same places or maybe even working together from one season to the other yeah so, exactly yeah, exactly no. but uh yeah so anyway in regards to Morzine it's uh loads of really really cool events and things especially through the summer obviously winter's very dominant in terms of skiing clearly yeah but there's uh there, there's also snowboarding but snowboarding is gay um, yeah, yeah, well, gays on trays. Gays on trays. That's new pricks to me. On, pricks on sticks. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Not do, that there is anything wrong I with I do me, snowboard yeah. as well. Yeah. Down, I swing both ways. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, but, I, I, don't, um, I don't have... I have no intention of learning to snowboard or, you know, being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Too scared you might like taste a cock too much. <laughs> yeah. Never go back. Very Moorish, I've heard. It's scary. No. Um... Yeah, so <laughs> it's gone dark already. Yeah. Right, um, going back to says for no, we leave the darkness for later. Mm. We only have one whiskey. Right, so anyway, on that note, let's top up. Um, this is uh, going down surprisingly well, considering it's oh, bullet bourbon. Bullet yeah. bourbon. Just uh, a little side note: go out, buy it. It is amazing. It is um, and there's one more bullet bourbon's got the orange label on it, and there's one called bullet rye, which is amazing. And I think there's a bullet rye ten years. 
Oh, which is absolutely uh, incredible. I used, like, uh, I used to like Bullet when it was a different bottle yeah. that they had. Um, I don't recall. It's been a long time since I've been into whiskeys. Yeah, it's yeah. only uh, for this podcast uh, that we do whiskey uh, with Steve and his cigars as well. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, we're big men. <laughs> um, <laughs> Old men. Yeah, but cigars don't taste so good in the Alps. Um, mm. That hits on the lungs. We don't need that. Um, no, no. Uh, That's but, it. Altitude and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've li- just got into bourbon, actually. Introduced it from my mate Jack. He absolutely loves it. And he's introduced me to these ones. And I used to drink single malt a lot. Mm. Love my Scottish whiskey. But it's that burn. You just don't need it. So no. I, I believe... Well, that's just bad whiskey, to be fair. Yeah, but even really, really nice whiskey. I was quite fortunate on my first season. I lived with a guy that was 60 from the RAF, absolute legend, this guy called Trevor, he loved his whiskies and he's the one that truly got me into him. And um, yeah, he used to just line up the whiskies across and always just be like, really educate me and just trying all the different whiskies and knowing Mm. from someone that's obviously got years of age on you and knowledge and yeah. yeah. And I was so fortunate to kind of just pick his brain with stuff like that. And yeah, it really made me appreciate knowing the whiskies that I like and don't like. And uh, I got really into like the PT whiskies and stuff like that, but then as soon as I found the bourbon, I'm like, it's so fucking yeah, easy it's, to it's, drink. Yeah, it's because it's got on the yeah. sweeter side. So I believe in America they call bourbon ladies whiskey oh, because okay. it's a lot softer on your on your throat and it doesn't have that burn to it. And I, do I don't give a shit. Call me a lady then. It's, <laughs> it's tasty as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, it, I don't know how factual it is, but someone told me before that, you know, what's now considered a manly drink, mm. being a lager, was initially... Uh, uh, the lager was a woman's drink mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. ladies used to drink and men would drink wine um, so red wine was the thing that you drank at the pub and um, ladies would drink half a pint of lager because okay. it's weaker and you know they weren't so used yeah. to it I know they uh, used to have a lot of different percentages in beer yeah because um, obviously before I could, I could be chatting shit it's just um, no no I think, I think you're onto something I, yeah. I mean from what I've heard is there used to be a lot of different percentages in beer for mm. as used as term of purifying water. Mm. So you would have kind of your your not 0.3 beers or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not that low, but 3% yeah. beers, 7% beers and things like that. And it would just mm. go from your kind of all-time drinking. So that's I mm. guess that's where the old expression water in hole comes from. When the water was unpure, they would obviously use alcohol as a, a well, beer as that, a form that, of that's, that's what made drink. gin in London, like London mm. dry gin, because mm. the water was undrinkable and mm. uh, there's a picture in my, I might have seen a Sipsmith or I think it might have been Sipsmith um, distillery mm. the, the gin distillery where they have um, a picture of this woman throwing the baby in the Thames uh, it's really dark weird but <laughs> everyone was so everyone was drunk and they yeah, had to yeah. because they were all drinking gin mm. it was the cleanest form of you know cleanest thing you could drink and, yeah, and yeah. everyone was depressed and everyone was miserable yeah, yeah. and then they worked it out the gin is really not the way forward no, not um, to drink every day yeah, they, they stopped using the Thames for um, drinking for chucking babies yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's really depressing that it's chucking the baby in the Thames it's really weird um, but yeah there's, there's um, I've been fortunate enough to go to a few distilleries mm. and breweries I've seen some um, uh, I've seen a fair bit of history of drinking, especially in London, mm, mm. from uh, bar work, which yeah, yeah. I've mentioned before. Um, I've been educated, but I don't know how accurate it is. And I've never mm. researched it because 
you know, being wrong is nothing wrong with being wrong. Yeah, That's how yeah. you learn. That is uh, talk about bar work. So I used to work in a bar quite a lot as oh, well. Yeah, Both of us grew up in bars. So when I was doing my ski instructing qualification, I was fortunate enough to work out in the bars out in Morzine and mm. kind of working in the bar while doing my ski training and things like that, which yeah. is hard. Obviously, you're boozing until like four in the morning and then you're getting up and ski training hard all day and then doing your exams. And, and talk about the boozing until four in the morning. Obviously, you to the English guys listening, you probably think, oh, wait, you boozing when you're working? But French bars are so different, especially yeah. out in a ski resort. So, for example, in if if the clients are to buy like around the shots, you always have a shot with them. It's rude yeah. if you don't. If yeah. they're to buy you a drink, you drink it with them as it yeah. should be. And then when I went back to work in bars in the UK in the summer, it was so strange. You'd be yeah. like, guys, I'll buy you a drink. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet, I mean, I'll have a yeah, drink. You stand there having a beer with them. And then when the boss manager comes around, I'm like, what the fuck are you what doing? Are I'm doing? like, well, I'm only having a half. Like, you yeah, know, I was like, I'm not having a pint. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. bought me a drink. So yeah, yeah I ended up, uh, I'm glad I stopped working in bars because it wasn't good for, uh, for drinking too much. Excuse me. It's not good for your liver. Yeah. Uh, it's not good for anything. But here, I hear you need it. Um, but I'll give yeah. you uh, as a, a advice to uh, maybe young bar workers or people just generally working in bars anyway. Uh, mm. From my previous experience of secret drinking behind the bar, because <laughs> if you're in a bar, you got to pre-drink before you go out to meet your mates. Like yeah, you work until yeah, ten, yeah, then you got to yeah. go out after <laughs> yeah. to meet them. Got to get your drinks down. <laughs> just drink a cup of tea. Yeah. Coke, Jack Daniels, and Coke in a mug. They can no never fucking tell. No yeah, exactly. Know. On the CCTV, you just stand there drinking a cup of tea behind a yeah. bar, being super just, civil. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 just yeah. drinking in a mug. It's yeah. all fine. Or, or, you know, if you like a vodka Red Bull, just put the vodka in the Red Bull can. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So take a sip, no one will ever know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, I'm, mate, I, I just want to... You work me so hard here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to give. I want to give 100 to work, so I'm tired a little bit. I'm gonna get some energy going. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Make sure you pay for the drink, because um, some people got caught out. Um, I worked in a place before they got sacked for uh, one Red Bull. Mm. Um, mm. They went and they were they were yeah. doing pretty much the same thing, but just learn where the CCTVs are. <laughs> <laughs> or or start doing the stock yourself, and yeah, then you can yeah. work out. That if you are good at your job, then, at honest to a certain degree, yeah. then you can know in comparison. I mean, you know how many fucking pints are wasted pouring yeah. from people that can't pour pint, can't <laughs> change a barrel properly, well, load up barrels before they're finished settling. So as soon as you put them, they just froth through yeah. the fucking tap for hours until you get it through and just wasting, wasting. And uh, yeah, just not letting booze go out of date. That's the yeah. other one as well. And yeah. when you're doing the stock yourself, you know what booze is going out of date. So you just drink it. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Once it's, it's gone one day out of date, you can't simple. sell it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's simple. mine. But yeah, the spirits don't go out of date. No, no. Uh, and then that's sandy. a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it's um, bar work is, is uh, something that I touched on with Stephen. Mm how it's highly recommended every young person to do it that's brilliant yeah it's the best way to to meet new people uh if i could go back in time mm. i would definitely do it again the way yeah, that i 100%. did it i percent. i think I'd it's probably the, volunteer yeah. my time exactly i think it's one of the best jobs for young people to have yeah because you're obviously interacting with people from all different ages all yeah. different backgrounds you have to graft which is a good yeah. thing it makes you, you not worry not being shy of it having a bit of work ethic, yeah. exactly yeah and it yeah. teaches you for people to talk to you like shit and take it on the chin and yeah, yeah just roll your eyes and yeah. maybe spit in a drink and <laughs> well yeah there, there is that <laughs> yeah and also uh, from you chatting to Stephen last time about the bullying as well that's uh, something 
Everyone should work in a bar and everyone should be bullied at one point in their life. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was fucking bullied when I was younger, like, <laughs> shit. But like, yeah, you, and you it makes you a stronger to. person. It does. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, we were watching, what were we watching earlier? Um, oh, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. my God. My girlfriend <laughs> and her friend were watching it while we were waiting to record this podcast. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I oh, could feel my brain man. cells dying. Um, <laughs> These people so easily so. offended with everything. And you just think you are some motherfucker that's never been bullied in their <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> like, bullies are important. Exactly. Uh, I, you know, bullies are not great um, for so many reasons. Some people oh my get God, really yeah. affected. Massively. Yeah. Huge. However, they create really strong people yeah like, don't get me wrong like from i came from a position i got bullied massively when i was younger and i hate to sit here and say it now because i think it made me stronger in a person yeah like, i absolutely fucking hate you going yeah. to school it was yeah, dreadful it, it drove you to do much better exactly yeah. but it drove me to become a stronger person in my mind and not give a shit what people thought about me a lot yeah. of the time and i very am i'm very much am that now yeah. and also just be strong within myself as a mm. person i am and also learn how to fight Mm. That was the biggest one. I used to get bullied the fuck out of, yeah. and then I went to boxing, learn how to the fight. Bullies tend to not know how to fight. Exactly. Yeah, they, That's they, it. Yeah, just, yeah. They just run a mouth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I'm not saying that fighting is a good thing, but everyone should know how to defend themselves. Yeah, exactly. Completely. Be yeah. that, you know, uh, boys, girls, uh, everyone should know how to fight. And it seems to be a theme a lot that uh, girls are um, taking uh, martial arts a lot more than boys seems to be a theme I don't know whether it's just the experience that I think I they fucking people. should do because girls are normally the most saggy ones out of the girls and boys because yeah, we yeah, know yeah. from nights out yeah but you know oh my days it's always women that start the fight and then yeah. like oh my god he just called me a bitch you gotta jump in and then you're like fuck's sake man he's fucking massive what do I do do I swallow my pride here and just say that she's a crazy bitch and then she's gonna beat me up later or like, I'm gonna be, be in like, a doghouse or babe, just be like oh. pick your fights right I can't yeah, fight yeah. everyone <laughs> I can't uh, find him. I'm not, I'm not Tyson Fury or Mike Tyson. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, Stop no. picking fights with Tyson Fury or Mike Tyson because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. It's going to be a tough. Oh. Yeah. He called you a bitch, but like what um, Kevin Hart says, is like, what did you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, probably being I'm, a bitch. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to fight. Look at the size of the man. I'm not going to fight him. What did you do? Let's let's get this right. I'm not going to find a guy fucking drink and then I'm out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, out of pocket and in the doghouse. Maybe I have to apologize him for something that you did. It's like, be a man. It's like, I am being a man. It takes a man to apologize for someone else's behavior. Oh man, uh, no. Um, but obviously, you know, self defense is uh, highly recommended for everyone. Mm, um, massively. It, massively. It, it, it teaches it teaches you discipline that um, so people have to learn discipline mm. in one way or another. Hugely. Yeah. So it, that that can be done through martial arts or it can be done through bullying. You pick a lane. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a shocker. You just made me think of, on, on the terms of, of discipline and uh, martial arts or bullying. I mean, I, obviously I grew up boxing that, that, well, not boxing Muay Thai. I'm an absolute shit boxer. So I'm not going to try and masquerade as one. Um, that was something on the quick diversion from it, but that was something I realized from, Thai boxing, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, sweet, I'll go to a boxing class, I reckon I'm going to be quite good at this, like, yeah. I can throw a few punches, fuck no, they can punch fast, <laughs> when you're standing a little bit further away, because you're throwing kicks, they punch as soon as you get that, they punch oh hard. my god, and you know hell. what, time stands still, yeah, like those three <laughs> when minutes, flying, like you, three years. and you get your arms up, you're like, shit, so we're going to have any time to throw one here, like, like, is he going to step back, am yeah, I going to have suddenly, a chance to throw one, I learned pretty quick, I got a pretty solid chin, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, I diverge. No, so we were going. Um, I, was, I was teaching a kid the other day, and 
and I had to give him a proper life lesson. I know we chatted oh, about this before said, I came yeah, down. Yeah. And I was like, that topped, topped the worst kid I've ever had in a lesson. Oh, like, man. I mean, kids can be wicked. Like, and when obviously when you're teaching, it's like you obviously take the amazing like off piece lessons and you kind of yeah. finish the ski lesson and think, fucking hell, I got paid for that. That was brilliant. Yeah. And then you got then you've got like the four year old kids, the six year old kids that are screaming all the way through the class that everybody has oh. to deal with. But then you get the wicked kids as well. But this kid zero respect zero <laughs> discipline or just no i'm doing my own thing blah blah anyway long story short so we were skiing with him and his parents i won't obviously go into too much detail with it um but they uh this the parent was skiing past or skiing with us the kid was throwing his second tantrum mm. and i'd already had one word of him about it yeah. just saying this doesn't stick it with doesn't me doesn't fly yeah doesn't fly and uh, yeah, because I mean, I was I was a bit of a little shit when I was younger, so I know I can, yeah, I can you, see it from ages away. Smell yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. smells shit from a mile away. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the shit was truly hitting the fan. But um, and the parents ski past. Oh no, the auntie sorry ski past and was like, uh, I've probably said too much. If they're, if they're not going to hear it, but no, whatever, no, they'll yeah. know exactly yeah, who they are when they hear the story. Yeah. She skis past and goes, uh, and was saying, uh, what did she say? She was, um, I ski past and goes, are oh, you being a big baby? Uh-huh. and oh my god he was off on one it was yeah. like oh I don't like her she's being a bully and I'm sitting there going she's not being a bully Yeah, she's speaking the truth she, you're yeah, being yeah, a baby yeah, yeah, like you're yeah. six there was yeah. a, at this point <laughs> another group of like six seven kids ski pass that were all around five to six years old and yeah. I was chatting to my ski instructor mate and he's saying to the kids who's throwing a tantrum like oh how old are my kids are oh, they all five and six and went around the whole group yeah I'm five I'm six yeah, they're yeah. having a wicked day don't get this was the perfect skiing day Blue skies, fresh snow. We're going through the little penguin park. It was amazing, exactly. And uh, this kid was just going off on one about how his auntie had called him a baby. He was being a baby, and we had to have some life lessons of right. (laughs) He had to learn that exactly. (laughs) And so he got he got some life coaching. And the next day he was absolutely fantastic and apologised, drew me a little drawing. It was lovely. Yeah, and the kid was wicked the next day. And but the, that is the, something the drawing, of... I might, I, I'm going to add, the drawing was him shooting a ski instructor. No! <laughs> that was me burying the child. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was it was great. I know you can instantly see as soon as you've... You, they've, they've received... Just obviously he never has any discipline at all. No. But that kid has never been bullied as well. It's no. like, that is not bullying, being called a baby. You're going to grow up in life. People are going to call you shit names. People, your bosses, what are you going to do when your boss turns around to you and calls you lazy? Or yeah. your boss turns around and says that you're, well, you're not gonna, nothing's going to become to you in life. Yeah, that, and that's like why that. we have HR now. So Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. don't get me fucked. HR. Come on. <laughs> that's why we have HR. So ridiculous. People, people can't bully you. It's ridiculous, man. And, you know, you like, can get through life without being offended. Grow yeah. a pair. It's yeah. like, yeah. there's a level. There is a place for HR. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, 100%. But it's required. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It just well, goes goes well, beyond. Well, when they just say things just so they can justify their job. Exactly. Uh, I understand crazy. You know, there's uh, real harassment at work. Massively. Massively. Um, uh, inequality and HR is required for those things. However, when I overheard someone say something about my... I don't know. My weight. Yeah. Like, <sighs> no, Come on, yeah, man. It's like, no, no. Um, but again, I, I try to keep this as... Um, um, light as possible where I don't voice my opinions <laughs> I'm <top> you up. <laughs> I, I, I don't voice my uh, opinions too much because um, uh, I can be seen as uh, what would you say um, a chauvinistic right wing uh, yeah dickhead. man for sure <laughs> yeah. definitely for me, I, I, I think, could be portrayed like such I think yeah. people that don't know us 
in the terms of long terms yeah, yeah, will probably yeah. think that very quickly of us a oh, lot yeah, of the time when you meet it but yeah. me and Tommy are both very much believers in karma and just treating people yeah. I expect to be treated yourself yeah. so yeah. we'd never be malicious to anyone no. or anything like that so saying that I'll we'll be very like, honest I feel like it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a lot of people off because... I'll, I'll be very yeah. honest with people and apparently mm. that's, that's not what you're supposed to do yeah um but yeah, I've um, I've had um, I've had a few uh, I've had a few incidents recently where I've been honest, and I thought everyone says you know they want honesty, and uh, I I am a very I might be on a spectrum of a sort. <laughs> <laughs> I am so honest, and people don't like it. Mm. It, it. It turns out because I highlight their flaws mm. unintentionally. I'm just being honest. And, yeah. Um, yeah, my yeah. my pet hate is when people tell you, "Oh, tell me what you think, honestly." Yeah, I'm gonna tell you honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's what a true friend should do, really. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm saying when I've had friends in the past saying, "Oh, do you honestly think I'll be good at this?" And when you tell them, "No, I really, I think <laughs> yeah, that's I a terrible think, idea." Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've done it to you in times before, yeah. and then, yeah. but you're the kind of person that take on the chin and go, "All right, thanks, man, thanks yeah, for your sure, opinion." If you want to go ahead and do it anyway, sweet, go ahead and do yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. you know, you're asking. Well, it's an opinion that's yeah, it yeah, people yeah, seem yeah. to forget what an opinion is yeah, and, it's, uh, yeah. Well, if I'm asking for your opinion I should be ready and prepared yeah, yeah. for it to be not something that I want to hear yeah um, exactly that's why we don't really surround ourselves with yes men exactly that, and that's something that is pretty difficult to deal with in skiing being yeah. a ski instructor yeah. and people saying after their first lesson yeah, and they're like, super oh, unfit yeah. they're overweight I had uh, I'll, pick, I I'll pick one example obviously not saying any names I wouldn't even remember their name anyway I'm terrible at names but yeah. there, was, uh, there was this one guy who was about six foot seven massive mm. huge bloke yeah, like huge not in, size yeah but Stephen's actually got a little bit of muscle on him and a little oh, bit yeah, of fitness just, yeah. he can get up off the floor without yeah. rolling around like a turtle for ages <laughs> yeah. this guy turned up for a lesson and I just thought fucking hell this is going to be hard work because I know he's yeah. going to fall over he's not going to be able to get up I'm not going to be able to lift him up yeah, and I'm a pretty strong day. guy <laughs> yeah, and it was, uh, yeah. yeah and uh, so anyway at the end of the lesson he goes oh, so what do you think I should uh, what would be your feedback for me in the past and it's a difficult position when your mind is screaming to you mate you've got to go on a calorie deficit you've got <laughs> yeah. to lose weight and I actually said to him do you want the honest opinion or do you want me to give you some technical technical feedback and uh, and yeah he turned around no 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 be honest and I said right I'm happy to write you a, a health program or like a nutritional yeah. program and advise you on kind of some fitness programs you do before yeah. you come out skiing. So there's, there's literally no point in you coming out, out skiing again until you sort out your fitness. Uh, until you're until you lose fitness, a little yeah. bit yeah. more weight as yeah. well. Because when you're carrying that much weight, gravity is not your friend with skiing. No, especially when you're top of the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> you're skiing down a hill. You're yeah. going to have more force pulling yeah. you down the hill because you weigh more. And that is a lot of force of your weight and the g-force of you trying to slow yourself down Ooh. on your legs and you're not strong yeah like don't get me wrong uh eddie hearn could come out eddie hall sorry yeah, could eddie come hall. out and yeah. uh and he'd probably ski like an absolute champion because yeah. he's an he's the beast he's a massive bloke i know he's yeah. cut down a lot now but yeah. when he was his biggest well, like he still would have been able to ski yeah and he looked like yeah. a fat fuck yeah but he, but still, he was strong yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. i'm not saying anything against be your weight as a yeah. person yeah but be strong. When Go away. Got, get when you've fit. got G-force, uh, yeah. um, I've experienced it myself. Even though I'm strong and I, you know, I can, you're a big guy. Yeah, yeah I, I've put on weight from last um, from last year. I've put on uh, I've put on about a stone mm. from last year, and I, I noticed it was so much harder on the turns mm. that if my legs were like, fuck, we should have trained yeah, harder yeah. because yeah. I'm 
I'm taking I'm picking up speed a lot more speed than I was last year because I'm heavier mm. and as you say the gravity does itself and you know mm. that does this mm. thing and pulls you and then I'm going fast and I'm taking that turn that sharp turn and the legs are going fuck 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 we need to react um and yeah now I highly recommend um getting to a really good fitness or losing weight if mm. you um, yeah massively if you don't want to put on that muscle strength yeah, then you've got to lose the weight yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's power to weight ratio yeah massively and it's not the gravity is not it's not mm. one's friend mm. um, it, you know it's it's terrible uh, but yeah the beast oh man that guy he's now the absolute beast yeah he's, now, he's now that he's lost legend. the weight fantastic uh, yeah uh, did I, t- I I told you about the thing that uh, the new challenge that he did for himself which was powerlifting repping 200 keys mm. of powerlifting to break the new world record yeah i haven't seen it but that's yeah. crazy yes yeah, so, <laughs> absolutely I, crazy but the thing that, that blows my mind about him he's not a huge guy in terms of height no when no. you look at somebody you look at the the mountain the, yeah he's massive four, absolutely yeah. humongous yeah but eddie hall's not how tall is he uh i don't know he might be a six i'm guessing he's six. six i'm guessing he's six or something yeah. but i'm five eleven yeah i'm, like, I'm, and, I'm, uh, I'm not sure uh, but yeah, he's compared to the rest of them. Mm. Look at you got Brian Shaw as well. Brian's yeah. tall. They're, they're all tall. Mm. Um, and then um, the new guy that's coming up, he didn't uh, train with Eddie. He didn't compete with mm. Eddie Hall. Mm. He was on Rogan's podcast, mm. the strongest gay. You listen to that. Oh, mate, the strongest gay is so funny. Yeah. Because he's a strong man. Yeah. He happens to be gay. Yeah. He's like the perfect, like, he's the biggest bear oh <laughs> he gone fuck you yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, he was talking about being um uh, someone uh, shouted at him at a competition yeah when he uh, uh, broke a record when he almost won strongest man i think mm. um and someone in the audience shouted at him uh, faggot or something mm. and he turned around and said yeah, I suck dick, but I'm stronger than you. <laughs> it's like, what are you yeah, going to yeah. say to that guy? I suck like, dick, but I don't suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suck dick, but, you know, I, I, I'm yeah, very yeah. strong. So what are you going to do about it? Oh, mate, it's, yeah. it's always jealousy with stuff like that. And, right, exactly. uh, and I've, I can't remember exactly. I'll completely misquote it. But I remember when I was watching Stephen Fry. Okay. That, and he was saying that there's um they did some study of homophobic people and mm. and just showed them photos of pornographic images <laughs> and it was all and they did a study before saying whether like their th- their thoughts on gay people and mm. they they kind of took a load of straight men and uh and then put them through this study and then it turned out that all of the guys that said they were homophobic before got sexually attracted by the porno photos <laughs> and i'm like that's so true man <laughs> Yeah. Like it's but so pe- fucking people, true. People are homophobic, as we yeah, talk about. Exactly. Uh, they're too scared. The dick might taste too good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit's the more yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Exactly. I have a, I have a favorite um, uh, a line that Burt Kreischer says, mm. which is hilarious. Uh, whenever he, he makes the gayest joke, mm. but it's a passing comment mm. where he goes, um, "I don't know. It, you know, it, if Cameron." Um, how does he put it say if Cameron was chocolate mm. I would have um, I, I would have bruised knees mm. <laughs> like you know I would love I love it so much I would have bruised knees yeah, yeah, yeah. sucking his dick yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like that's so dark but he just makes it as a passing yeah, comment yeah. I'm like you know it, it, it's right. so many gay jokes um, but yeah people that 
people that make homophobic uh, comments generally are uh, scared. Yeah. Um, or I'm sure. You, you know, the, I'm almost certain. But it's that. it's been it's been the case in so many, mm. um, especially in America, where um, the senators that have voted against gay rights mm. uh, before they've all. Oh been, my god! They're the guys they, that get caught with photos. Yeah, 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 fucked yeah, by about twelve guys yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. And all the priests and all of that preaching. Yeah. About, yeah. Oh, you know, don't get me started on the priests. Um, yeah. Oh, pray the gay away. Most, like, yeah. literally, most of them have been fuck the gay away more like yeah fuck the gay away. Each other around, like, <laughs> but on, literally, there's been so many fuck cases. Fuck the gay like, out of these small children, like yeah, fucking oh, priests. Mate. Yeah, no, that's uh, it, it, we can. Someone to turn around to the kids and say, imaginary friends don't exist, and then on Sunday they're sitting in a fucking church <laughs> talking about, about Jesus. That. <laughs> <laughs> said um because of um uh, the psychologist slash probably philosopher now um that i listened to jordan mm. peterson mm. um he said something really smart uh, and like most of the things that he says but there was this one thing that he said that stuck with me because i've always been uh in mentality I, i'm not a religious guy i don't believe mm. in religion mm. i don't subscribe to any religion mm. um but i live life as if god exists yeah so there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the morals are incredible, mm. um, but you know, uh, people tend to just go like, "Well, I don't want to do what religion says," so they just go the opposite. So like, no, there's nothing wrong with following. Yeah, the religion has got an amazing moral high ground. Yeah, and on moral philosophy yeah, or principles, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, principles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's fascinating how people just choose a lane and stick to it. Mm. It's like, what if you're wrong? Um, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you go in a war. Mm. Over it, and oh, over it. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. mass killings and stuff. Yeah, so, well, I'm calling the name of God. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Christianity, the fucking yeah. worst for it. Now yeah. it's now it's Muslims. Yeah, and then it was killing the Jews before, and you just yeah. think, come on, man, it's all the su- fucking same religion anyway. Yeah, read the books. It, it's the it, same it's bloody thing. It's the same thing. It's just different interpretations. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're all preaching the same thing, just in different words. Uh, I was talking to my, uh, I was talking to my parents uh, last week um, because they're very religious mm. um not not they're not religious but they believe in the principles and they, mm. they really live by them but they never really do any uh practicing yeah but they just you know everything um as some of you might know i'm albanian uh, i've mentioned before um in albania there's two um two arguments to every to every conversation there's only two arguments mm. Um, it's because God said so, <laughs> and it's government's fault. Yeah, uh, the, the government should fix it, yeah. and it's got, uh, God said so. Yeah, whatever. So when people are losing an argument, uh, they, they just go, "Oh no, the government should fix it." Yeah, or you know, uh, God's uh, yeah, because yeah. God said so. And I highlighted this to them that no, people need to take more responsibility for their actions mm. and try and understand. And they go, oh no, you know, the Quran said so. It's like mm. no, it didn't fucking read the Quran yeah, yeah <laughs> read the yeah, Bible yeah. too and it doesn't say half of the things that people say it says uh-huh. and people that actually quote these uh, mm. holy books they've not read them mm. uh, they, they just it's word of mouth and they yeah. created shit themselves yeah. uh, with the um, burqas and all of that it's nowhere mm. in the Quran mm. to say that women should cover up well, it's like we're being gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says it once in the Bible, I think. It, it, and then no, it doesn't even through. mention. Yeah. What's uh, that, that, that bit from uh, Dave? Oh, the Canadian. Dave the Canadian um, comedian. Uh, Canadian? Oh, it's going to annoy me. 
Uh, anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter too much. But he yeah. does a bit on on being gay in religion and mm. is saying that, it, I think you're correct, it doesn't even say it in the Bible. Yeah. Yet it talks about you shouldn't eat prawns about 12 <laughs> times there. It talks yeah. about you shouldn't eat pork over and over again. But it's yeah. like, but well, I really like prawns. I really <laughs> yeah, like pork. Like bacon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm a bit scared. I like sucking dick too much. <laughs> yeah, so we better yeah. say that that's yeah. against the uh, uh, against against, Christianity. Against, yeah. Yeah, but oh, no, so I, was, I was talking to uh, my parents. I'm talking a lot about sucking dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you. Isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Um, I was talking to them, and uh, a lot of things that are written in the Quran, mm. they were very scientific. It was very advanced. Mm. It took, uh, I forget, I think it was 50 years for the Quran to be written. In what way? Um, they they mentioned a lot of scientific now mm. that have been proven correct mm. by science. Mm. Um, I forget what the lines are, but it's just one of the things. It's known the science backs up a lot of the things said in the Quran. Mm. And in my opinion, it was a scientific book, mm. uh, but because they couldn't explain a lot of the things, mm. it's just man in the sky. I've never, so, yeah. So uh, I, I, I said it took uh, it took fifty years to write one book, mm. and obviously mm. it was a lot of different people, mm. and a lot of it was research based, and. It, it just made sense mm. like science does mm. it just makes sense but then once they had the finished copy what well that's it now mm. so no science works you just keep it's all fucking aliens man yeah it's, it's the aliens it's all aliens it's all the aliens <laughs> or or it's the simpsons oh yeah which, oh <laughs> yeah. shit yeah. <laughs> oh, we, coronavirus yeah, 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 the simpsons. yeah, yeah. what you saying there? yeah we were talking about earlier the coronavirus was mentioned in 93 um, apparently it's episode 22 mm. on um, the simpsons Mm. They mentioned coronavirus and nine eleven. Uh, oh yeah, on the magazine and Simpsons. Nine eleven. You um, got uh, the, um, uh, the Trump uh, Trump coming down campaign. the escalator. Yeah, yeah. The Trump yeah. campaign being fixed. Th- th- there's so many, so many different things. Oh, there's um, tons. I can't remember the other ones as well. Th- there's, there's a few is, more. There, there's so many. They're just undisputable. It's just strange. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Well, th- there was um. So th- obviously there is the conspiracy theory that mm. uh, the writer, the, the main writer. The creator of Simpsons mm. is a time traveler. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I about don't know. that. It's, it's I think dark. I think it's darker. Yeah. We've got. I mean, this is totally going on to conspiracies. Isn't oh it? yeah, we love a conspiracy. Um, I know, purely for just shooting the shit mm. and for for the fun of it. But if I was to put any conspiracy on it, I would reckon it's something like the Illuminati or New World Order or something yeah. like that. Not that I really believe in that shit too much, but it's well, it. But some of the times you look at it and you think come on man like yeah. you've got this where they're predicting it and one of the things of new world order is like um i do not know much about it too much but the playing cards in terms of how they're going to play out their plan in the future yeah. and um things like predicting it from the simpsons mm. 9-11 trump coronavirus all of these things coming well, through so you're taking 9-11 in terms of there's so many conspiracies about that and i mm. I'm pretty strong believer on thinking that that is a conspiracy theory in terms of when you look at all the engineers yeah. that have like put put their part into it and how it just collapsed. And for me, when you watch a video of the Twin Towers collapsing, I hate talking about it because it's a tragic thing, but when you see the video of them collapsing and how the central column of it collapses first yeah. and then it falls faster than, the, or falls at the rate of natural velocity falling. Yeah. There's so, no, like of zero resistance. It's not falling against yeah. bricks, falling against bricks and crushing no, each no. brick as it falls, yeah. falling down under its no. own gravity. But it falls at the speed of gravity down. Yeah. 
where it could, that can only happen if it's had explosions coming boom 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 below it and giving it no resistance while it's falling yeah well, and they was... put it at the same time of a video of a demolition next to it and they fall at exactly the same rate yeah of uh, a controlled demolition you, you know if it get hit by the side or wherever it, mm. it would fall slightly yeah on the side. i mean but regardless i mean some of the theories have been that they that it's designed to collapse in itself because it's a skyscraper and if it was to fall to the side it would yeah, in, uh, endanger other people yeah. if there was a catastrophic accident with it yeah but this rate of falling that it falls at, you would think it would fall halfway, boom, hit it, yeah. then, colla- then collapse again, and then structurally fall yeah, again. Yeah, fall floor by floor, yeah. Yeah. But the one thing that I've, has always stuck with me is the way that it was reported mm. when uh, the CIA building was still standing behind yeah. a reporter, and the reporter's yeah. saying the CIA building is, mm. um, you know, gone to... While the fucking plane goes uh, into it behind there. Yeah, but you, you, you literally... No, because... Mm. There no plane went to the CIA building. Yeah, but she's it chatting just, about it before yeah, it just it's gone went. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and how uh, the Pentagon, the, Pentagon. the fucking Pentagon, two trillion dollars. Yes, come on, who are you fucking shitting? Oh, and then next day, oh no, yeah, I mean our rece- our receipts of where the money's gone is yeah, yeah. fucking suddenly yeah. disappeared, and oh, the plane hit the exact place yeah. where like last and week or no whatever it was. There, there was no we traces. lost all this money. The, exactly. Yeah. This is what I'm talking it about. It was fixed so yes. quickly. <laughs> yes, and then we go to war and make a load of fucking money off war. Yeah. It was like, about, come it, on, man. It was about two um, two trillion dollars mm. that w- went to. Um, mm went to private uh, companies yeah to, and then provided all iraq the afghanistan syria they were all independent banks yeah apart from away from the rothschilds yeah. and then you've got the rothschilds that have now to basically set war on them yeah this is my i mean i'm not that that in kind of knowledge of it but yeah. they set war on them now we own the banks there yeah. and now oh fuck Oh, North Korea is an yeah, independent no, no, bank. North now they're our worst <laughs> fucking enemy. Yeah, Come on, man. Like, we just yeah. want their money. We want control of them. We want control of the whole world. Yeah, and they, they've never really uh, done anything mm. to anyone. They, all right, they might have tested okay. a few. Right, <laughs> coronavirus. Here's my conspiracy oh, so theory the, the, with it. We're, the, the, we're diverging. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you one that was the funniest one ever. On. Our friend, the Scottish friend, she has, her theory is. Oh, yeah, go on. It's 5G. Oh, it's 5G. Five G is Chinese, so five G spread in the coronavirus. Fucking stupid. <laughs> She's not gonna listen stupid. to this, so yeah. Come on, man! Like really, five G. Yeah, gives you the flu. That's a great <laughs> idea. Um, um, before you start on that, because yeah. I'm gonna uh, go to Lou. Uh, you can ramble on that if you want, but we can also through the power of the podcasting. We can pause it and pause uh, it. I'm, yeah. I'm dusting, busting for a yeah. week. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll be back in three, two, one.